So you should be in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, right? Today we are concluding our series on courageous, which is faith for the miraculous. And just a quick recap in week one, we talked about what courageous faith is and why we need it. And in week two or week three, we talked about how to develop courageous faith. Uh, in week four, we talked about living a lifestyle of courageous faith. The righteous shall live by faith. And today we're going to talk about believing for a miracle. Remember in week one, we talked about everyone at some point in life will need a miracle in their life, right? Um, we're, we're all face some kind of difficulty, some difficult situation that nothing in the natural can help. And, uh, maybe, maybe you can understand and maybe you feel like that right now, um, where you feel like, um, you're in the need of a miracle. You know, money can't help. Man can't help. Your strength can't help. Nothing can help except the grace of God. Have you ever been there? Uh, the scripture says in Psalm 77, 14, you are the God who performs miracles and you display your power among the people. What's a miracle? A miracle is when God steps in and changes your circumstance. It's, it's when a miracle is God's intervention in your life. And, uh, and, and it's, it's when God does something in your life that nobody can get credit for it. Have you ever experienced a miracle from God? Let me see your hands. If you, I mean, there's no question about it. You know, you might need a miracle today. You might need a miracle in your life. You might, you might need a financial miracle. You might need a, a, a relational miracle. You might, you, you, you might need healing in your marriage. You might need a, a, a long lost loved one to, to be reunited to the family. You might need an emotional healing. You might be overcome with fear or worry or something like that this morning that where you need a miracle. Every one of us at some point in life, we're going to come to a place where nobody, it doesn't matter who you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have, nothing in life will be able to help you. You just need a miracle from God. Amen? And so this morning I want to talk about how do you receive a miracle from God? And, and just, just, just three points I want, to, I want to share with you this morning. And the first one is, is number one, pray and ask God for help. And before you quickly dismiss that thought and say, well, I knew that already, Sometimes, sometimes in the midst of our difficulty, we think it's so difficult that somehow we project that on the God that we serve and say, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if it's worth me praying about because this seems like a hopeless situation. And we forget about praying about it. How many of you know God's still answering prayer today in 2018? Amen. I love this verse in Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I love that verse. God's promises, if we will call and ask him for help, that he would answer us. How many of you know that's a great promise right there? And he will show us great and mighty things which we do not know. My paraphrase of that verse is, if we pray and ask God for help, he promises that we will see his miraculous hand at work in our life. Amen? Now, there's a, there's a great example of a miracle. There's many great examples of miracles in the body, in, in the Bible. 
But I want to focus on 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And many of you are familiar with this story, but this is a great example of a miracle when King Jehoshaphat was facing incredible odds. You remember that story? He had three enemy kings that joined their forces. They united their, their, their armies together and they were planning an attack on Israel and Jehoshaphat found out about it. The odds were stacked against them. It was three tribes against one. How many of you know that's not good odds right there? They needed a miracle is what they needed. How in the world are they going to overcome this enemy force? But in a miraculous and unorthodox way, God delivered Jehoshaphat from his enemies. You remember that story? I'm not going to take the time to read it all in a glance, all at one moment, but I encourage you to go back home and read that story because it's it's a powerful story. In this story, Jehoshaphat showed us what to do when we need a miracle. He needed a miracle, and he shows us how to handle life when you need a miracle. Jehoshaphat quickly turned to the Lord, and he prayed and asked God for help. That's what he did immediately. Jehoshaphat set the example of what you and I should do. If you need a miracle today, I want to encourage you to follow Jehoshaphat's example. In 2 Chronicles 22, he says, Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. They are in Hazan Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Now, I want you to notice, Jehoshaphat faced this impossible situation. The odds were stacked against him. And although his first and natural response was to be afraid, was to be fearful, he didn't allow his fear to paralyze him and keep him from seeking the Lord. Jehoshaphat quickly turned to the Lord and he said, God, I need help. How many of you know there's power in that? God, I need help. Listen, sometimes people, you know, they say, well, I don't know how to pray. Listen, just learn this. God, I need help. Come on, this is the deepest thing I'm going to teach this morning. All you need to learn how to say is, God, I need help. Are you all with me out there? That's all you need to learn how to say. God, I need help. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. In fact, in Jehoshaphat's prayer, he asked God three questions. He said in verse 6, Are you not? Are you not? In verse 7, he asked God, did you not? And then in verse 9, in verse 12, he asked God, will you not? And so listen, three important elements to to a courageous prayer of faith. If you want to see God do a miracle in your life. The first one is, first, we must remind ourselves of who God is. And that's what he says in verse 5. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Jehoshaphat reminded himself of the fact that God is all-powerful. How many of you know God is all-powerful? And Jehoshaphat reminded himself of the fact that there's nothing too hard for the Lord to do. Amen? And some of us maybe need to hear that. And so this is what Jehoshaphat prayed. You Are you not the God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms? How many of you know the Lord rules over the kingdoms? 
And is your hand there not powerful and power and might so that no one is able to stand against you? How many of you know, folks, no one is able to stand against the Lord. And so here's the personal application. When you need a miracle and you're praying and asking God for help, we need to remember this. God is in control and he's all powerful and that there's nothing too hard for him, even your situation. If you need a miracle, because it's a difficult situation. It's a hard situation. In Jeremiah 32, 17, it says, Oh, sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your strong hand and your power form. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for you. Now apply that to your circumstance. Nothing is too hard for you. You know, I heard a pastor say one time, he said, you know, if the Bible would say that a rooster could pull a freight train, I would say, hook him up. Amen. That's a hilarious way to say, if God said it, my brother and my sister, you can go to the bank with it. It is true. Amen. And if the Bible, I don't, I didn't find it yet, but if the Bible did say that a rooster could pull the freight train, I would be like the pastor and say, hook him up. Amen. Now, the next thing we need to remember through prayer is next, remind yourself of what God has done for you in the past. And this is what he does in verse seven. Oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? You know what Jehoshaphat is doing here? He's reminding himself of all that God, God did for him in the past. He said, God, you drove out all the inhabitants. I mean, you've already done these miraculous things. So Jehoshaphat's encouraging himself by remembering how God was faithful to deliver him in past situations. You know what's one way that you encourage yourself when you're going through a tough time? is to remember how faithful God was in the past. In verse 9, he says, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Amen. Is there faith in this house this morning? Jehoshaphat remembered how faithful God was. Let me ask you a question. Can you recall a time in your past that God got you out of a bind, that God was faithful to you? Can you look back? I like my brother Dwayne here. He's got a list. How many, how many is it? How many miracles has God done for you, Dwayne? 92 miracles. He's been listing them. And some of them are quite miraculous. Where whenever he started working, he, he was telling me this story about he went to get a tape measure and, and he needed a 20 foot and it was only a 12 foot or something like that. And, and after he started, he was on a roof of the house and he was back and they tell you don't back up while you're measuring. And he was backing up and the, the, the ruler ran out of, of, of tape and he looked back and he was about to step off the house. Had he gotten the, lo the longer ruler, he would have stepped right off the, and he probably wouldn't be here today. How many of you know God is a miraculous God, my friends? And we got to remember, is God faithful? Come on, most of us that have been serving God for any length of time, we can look back and say, man, this was a time where I didn't think I was going to ever get through what I was going through, but I'm here today to tell you that God took me through it. Amen. God got me through. Lamentations 3.22 says, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Come on, here's a personal application. When you need a miracle, turn to God in prayer and ask Him for help. And remember, God 
is faithful. Amen. Remember, God is he was faithful to you in the past. He's going to be faithful to you now. And then the third thing Jehoshaphat prayed is uh, that is an example for us is to ask God specifically to help you with your present circumstance. Listen, there's nothing wrong with a general prayer to say, Lord, would you bless me? That's nothing. Jabez prayed that. Lord, would you bless me? But then after he asked the Lord to bless him, he started getting a little bit more specific. Would you enlarge my territory? Would you keep your hand of protection over me? And he got a little bit more specific. Sometimes we pray general prayers, Lord, I need your help. But how about if we get a little bit more specific? Lord, I need you to increase the bottom line of my checking account. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Lord, I need you to do a work in that relationship. Come on, Lord, I need you to get rid. I need you to help me get rid of this depression I'm under. I want the joy of the Lord. Amen. And that's what Jehoshaphat did in verse 12. He said, oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes upon you. And so Jehoshaphat admitted his need for help, and he asked God specifically to deliver him from his enemies. Miracles never take place until we admit that we need God's help, and we get specific and ask him specifically what we need him to do. Like the blind man where Jesus said, what you want me to do for you? And he said, I want to see. Come on, some of us just need to get specific and say, Lord, I want a job promotion. Come on, I want healing in my body. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Is there, is there, is there a, a, a witness in this house? Amen. And so how many of you need a miracle of some kind in your life right now? Let me ask you this question. How many of you, just honestly, you need a miracle? Before we leave today, I want to pray. Because I believe miracles can happen today when we ask God. Amen. And you know, you never know when God will do a miracle. In fact, I'm just always amazed. It, it's never, whenever God uses me to, 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 uh, pray for somebody, to help somebody, I'm always amazed. And God reminds me it has, I'm just the hose pipe. I'm just a PVC pipe. Don't ever think that the pipe is anything. It's what's flowing through the pipe that's everything. Come on. I need a better witness than that this morning. And just this past week, I went to pray for uh, Miss Tron. We told you about it. And, and she, uh, she was going down and all her vitals were, her kidneys were shutting down and all that. And I snuck in there on Wednesday and I just prayed and I just prayed. I didn't feel the goosebumps. I didn't feel the three songs. I didn't feel anything. I just asked the Lord to help her and touch her. She said right away, all of a sudden things began to turn around. Her kidneys started functioning and she started doing better. You know, for some people that say, oh, that was coincidence. Well, you just go ahead and doubt. I'm a believe God that God is a God of miracles. He's still in the miracle working business and he wants to do miracles in this house today. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. How many of you believe that God can give you a miracle? All right, here we are. The second way to receive a miracle from God. First of all, you got to ask God. You got to ask God. And number two, you got to focus on God and not your problem. Two amens. Notice the very last thing Jehoshaphat said in prayer in verse 12. He said, our God, 
Will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. We don't know what to do about this situation. But our eyes are upon you. But our eyes are upon you. This is powerful. See, don't allow your problems to consume your thoughts and hold your attention. Come on, don't let your problem become an idol that all you think about is your problem. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen right now. Listen, I personally think that one of the biggest barriers to receiving a miracle is allowing our problem to consume us and hold our every thought and attention. Amen. Too many of us focus on our problems instead of focus on the God of our deliverance. Come on, we get a God. We got to get our eyes off our problem and get them on the God of our deliverance. Amen. Remember, our minds are the control center of our lives. And our minds, where our mind goes, so does our life. And so when we allow our problems to control our minds, we become discouraged and we become weakened in our faith. As a man thinketh, so is he. But listen, focusing on your problem always leads you into fear or discouragement. Isn't that true? Have you noticed that? The more you think about your problem, the more fearful you get, the more discouraged you get, the more you go down the tubes. Amen. This is what happened to Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel. For a time, they allowed their problems to occupy their mind. And we know that because in verse 15, and he said, listen, all of you, Jude, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. This is the, the prophet of God, the word of God coming to them. Do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. It's God's. Can I tell you this morning, the battle is not yours. It's God's. When Jehoshaphat focused on the great multitude, it caused them to be dismayed. It caused them to be afraid. And could it be the reason some of us are overwhelmed by our circumstances? It's because we're allowing ourselves to focus more on our problem than we are on our God. Our problems demand our attention. We need to make sure to not allow them to occupy our mind. The word of the Lord through the prophet was, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. So listen, focusing on God instead of your problem positions you for a miracle. It positions you. When you get a miracle, it's because you're in a situation that nobody can help you get out of. But when you, when you get your focus off of the, the dire situation and get your focus on the Lord, something's going to happen. I think it works something like this. When we fight to solve our problems, God patiently waits for us to stop fighting. But when we stop fighting to solve our problems and begin waiting on the God of deliverance, then God starts fighting to solve our problems for us. Amen. In verse 17, he said, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. How many of you know the Lord is with you? Some of you came today just to hear that. The Lord is with you. Jehoshaphat had to focus on God instead of focusing on his problem. He had to wait on God before he could see his deliverance. So let me ask you, question, what's been occupying your mind? I don't want to belittle what you're going through because that's, 
that, that's, that's not my heart this morning. But I do know that focusing on your problem is not going to help you. It's not going to help you. Are you focusing on your problems or are you focusing on your God? If you want a miracle, stop focusing on the problem. Start focusing more on God and His faithfulness rather than your circumstance. And I believe you're going to be positioning yourself to release the miraculous power of God. Faith is the key to the miraculous. Amen? You know, Peter is our great example of how important this is. Remember when Peter was walking on water. You know, most of the time we talk about Peter walking on water in a, in a sarcastic way. Yeah, he walked on water for a little while, but then he sang. Well, thank, thank God he walked on water. I've never walked on water yet. How about you? Remember when Peter was walking on the water, though? Remember what caused him to sink? Was whenever he began focusing on his problem. In fact, it says in Matthew 14, 29, when Jesus said, yes, come, Jesus said, so Peter went over to the side of the boat and he walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong, when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. And he said, save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out, grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Can you see that picture? So Peter's walking on water. And when he starts looking at the wind and the waves, when he starts looking at his problem, that's when he starts to sink. And then he looks to Jesus and Jesus reaches out his hand. And now he don't have to walk on water anymore because Jesus just lift him up, lifted him out of his trial. And so here's the, here's the analogy. Courageous faith causes you to focus and give attention to your God. Doubt causes you to focus and give your attention to your problems. Courageous faith causes you to walk on water and allows miracles to happen in your life. Doubt causes you to sink in discouragement and defeat under your problems. Amen. So which would you rather do? Would you rather walk on water or sink under your problems? I want to walk on water. Amen. Come on, if you believe God's word is true, say amen. amen. Now, the third way to receive a miracle from God is to stay in a posture of faith, trust, and worship. Now, listen, it's human nature for us to want to run away from our problems, bury them, sweep them under the rug. But it's not God's will for us to run. It's never God's will for us to run from our problem. Amen. In verse 17, it says, You will not fight, have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you. Now, stand firm is an important statement right there in that verse. Stand firm is a spiritual attitude, and it's a posture of quiet confidence and faith. It's a place and posture of faith, of trust, and of worship. How many of you know you got to trust the Lord, saints? Come on, even when you don't feel like it, you got to trust the Lord. Come on, even when you feel discouraged, you got to trust the Lord. Amen. 
And so that's what he did. I think this is the key. Miracles happen when we quit running in fear and doubt and we posture our hearts in faith, trust, and we worship and we say, Lord, I, I, I feel the wind. I see the waves. But Lord, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm not going to listen to the naysayers. I'm not going to listen to the messages I'm hearing in my head. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. And I'm going to worship you through this thing. Amen. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord. See, if we keep running, we'll have to face the same problems over and over again. we got to stand firm. Here's where miracles happen. When you don't give up. When you stand firm in faith, trust, and worship. The Lord wants to teach us His sufficiency, that He's faithful. Regardless of where our faith level is, the way we're going to grow our faith is not the mountaintop. The way you're going to grow your faith is in the valley. It's through trials. It's through tribulations. How can a lady know she's dying, lay in a bed, and have such grace on her life? i tell you how. She's been trusting the Lord for 93 years. That's how. And she's, she's come to the conclusion that God is faithful, and He will see me through. And so I'm just going to stay here and worship the Lord. And Todd, on your way out, would you grab my tithe and bring it down there to the church? Oh, my goodness. Wow. I would... I wouldn't give any money for what I experienced yesterday to see the, the example of somebody who just stayed in a posture of faith and trust in God and see the deliverance of God, even in the midst of her situation. It's amazing. It's amazing. Amen. Wow. Miracles happen when our hearts are postured in faith, trust, and worship. Notice the unusual way Jehoshaphat... Uh, handles this battle, handles the situation, the way he prepares his army for this battle. In verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. So he himself falls down, he bows down, he worships the Lord. All Judah and Israel, they, they follow his suit. They follow his example. Verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. And they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Now, first of all, Jehoshaphat personally bowed down, but the amazingly Jehoshaphat sent worshipers into the battlefield in front of the army. And whenever you read that, he's like, yeah, he sent some worshipers. Okay, think of America sending the army, the Navy, the Marines out there on some battlefield. And they say, oh, wait, 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 hold on. You don't go. No, not special forces. We would like the worship leaders to go first. And this congregation of believers, we would like y'all to go to the into the heart of the enemy and just begin worshiping God. Are you kidding me? Is that crazy? Is that ridiculous? No, Jehoshaphat, he trusted the Lord. He believed in the Lord. The battle was there. The enemy wasn't defeated yet. And he sends the worshipers out there to begin worshiping the Lord. Get a picture of that. The best thing that you could do when you're going through the greatest trial of your life is stop and just begin to worship the Lord. Something happens. Something happens. Something happens. Listen, Anybody can come up here and clap your hands and sing and glory, hallelujah, while everything is going good and you got money in the bank account, your bills are paid, you got a job and your family's all doing well. 
I tell you, the highest form of worship is when somebody's going through the fire, going through the greatest trial of their life, and they don't let their problem become an idol in their life, and they look right in the face of their circumstance, and they lift their hands, and they say, Jesus, I trust you. I need your help, and I'm trusting you to get me out of this. Wow. Wow. What was Jehoshaphat doing? He was posturing his heart. He was posturing his faith. He was preparing for God's deliverance. You know what worship is? Worship is faith and trust in action. Worship is faith and trust in action. Say, how can you worship whenever this is going on? I don't worship because of my circumstances. I worship because of who Jesus is. I worship because of what he's already done for me. I don't need another blessing to worship Jesus. He's done, done enough for me to worship him for a lifetime. Come on, can I get a better amen? Come on, worship is verbalized faith. It's thanking God in advance for the victory. And worship releases God's power for the miraculous. I want you to notice verse 22. As they began to sing in praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they had finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. It's like, I mean, get the picture of this. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a war. They're out there, and here comes the, you know, here comes Israel, and they start worshiping, and, and there's the enemy. There's three three different tribes out there. And all of a sudden, while they worshiping, the enemy don't know what to do about it. So they start, hey, why, what you picking on me? They start fighting against each other and they start tearing each other up. And then the others turn and they, they annihilate each other. They kill each other. And Israel's just like that. Wow, wow. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't even have to raise my sword. My battle is already won. Jesus did it for me. Come on, that's what happens when you let God fight your battles and you don't fight your own battles in doubt, faith, and fear, and unbelief. Amen? Amen. Wow, I don't know if you're getting anything out of this, but I'm preaching myself happy this morning. Isn't this good news? Listen, blessings come when we stay in a posture of faith, trust, and worship. Blessings come. After that battle, you know, the, the Scripture is sure to tell us in verse 24, when the men of Judah came to that place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the Valley of Barak where they praised the Lord. That is why it's called the Valley of Barak to this day. Imagine that. They had so much blessing, it took them three days to collect it. Imagine. Imagine the, the blessing. See, that was, that's what's happening to people all over the globe today. They're in the midst of the, the darkest valley of their life. They keep their focus on Jesus, keep centered on Jesus, and they keep worshiping Jesus. Their enemy is defeated. 
and the blessings and the favor of God start to come in their life, a miracle happens. How many of you need a miracle today? Would you do me a favor and just stand with me? How many of you need a miracle today in your life of some some sort, some some way? Let me see your hands. You need a miracle. You, you need God's miraculous provision. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Now listen, I want you to do something. I want you to slip out of the pew. We're just going to fill up this altar right here. We're going to take a moment, and we're going to apply what we just talked about. Because if you need a miracle, I want you to slip out and come up here right now. Just slip out. We're going to do just like Jehoshaphat did. We're going to seek the Lord. If you're not coming up here, would you do me a favor and just begin praying? Just come up here tight so those behind you can just come up here. I have a question for the rest of you out here. Do you believe God's still in the miracle working business? Do you still do you think God still does miracles today? So I want you to just close your eyes with me for a moment. And I want you to just I want you to use your imagination for a moment to think about what you're doing this morning. Like Jehoshaphat, you're not coming just to the altar of man, you're coming to the feet of Jesus. There's miracles at the feet of Jesus. There's miracles under the hand of Jesus. Come on, in your heart, just posture yourself that you're coming to the Lord this morning. And come on, we're going we're gonna to walk through these. First of all, we're going to pray and ask God for help. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. Come on, just right where you are. Don't be, don't be ashamed. Don't be bashful. Come on, be bold. Say, God, I need your help. Come on, just begin to say it. God, I need your help. Come on, if your house is burning down, you don't just go knock on the neighbor's door real light and say, call the, call the fire department. You cry, you lie, you're loud, you say, God, I need your help. Come on, come on, just, come on, stir your faith this morning. God, I need your help. I need your deliverance, God. Come on, just, come on, just remember. Come on, remember who God is. Can God not provide a roadway in the wilderness? Is there anything too hard for him? Come on, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for a release of your power and your presence right now over this place. Come on, now we're going to take, we're going to go to step two. Focus on God and not your problem. Focus on God. Put your eyes on Jesus. You won't need to fight this battle. Position yourself. Stand still. And see the salvation of God. And listen, some of you, that means you got to give that situation over to the Lord. Come on, you got to hand it over to Him. Come on, you can't keep carrying it. Come on, you, your problem has been occupying your life. And it's been weighing you down. It's been discouraging you. But you're not leaving here with that problem in your hand. Come on, you're giving it to Him this morning. Come on, right there where you are. Come on, just as much as you can. Just hand it over to the Lord and say, Lord, it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. 
Come on, look at your God. Come on, begin to focus on your God that's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your circumstance. He's a mountain-moving God. There's nothing too great for Him. There's nothing too hard for Him. Come on, just right there where you are. Just focus on God and say, God, I know you can. God, I know you can. God, I know you can. God, I trust that you can. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come right now. Father, there's all kind of needs that are represented here at this altar. Come on, just stand before him. Stand before him and wait. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, come on, let's move to that third step. Stay in a posture of faith and trust and just begin worshiping. If you have the liberty and the freedom, just lift your hands to the Lord now. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, just worship God. Come on, worship God. Come on, just begin to worship Him. Come on, come on. You're on the battle line now. You're on the battlefront now. Come on, just begin to worship Him. Just begin to worship Him. Lord, I love you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I thank you for your provision. Lord, I thank you for your grace today. Come on, I see the enemy. I see the enemy being defeated. Come on, I see you winning the battle. Come on, I see the enemy turning on himself in the name of Jesus. Come on, I see the enemy dying. I see your problems changing in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Come on, just begin to worship him. Come on, begin to worship him. Come on, worship is an act of faith. Worship, thanksgiving is an act of faith. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for his goodness never ends. Faithfulness never ceases. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify you. Come on, just believe God. A miracle, Lord. A miracle, Lord. A miracle, Lord. Lord. Father, we join in our hearts and our faith together today. And we're believing for miracles to take place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, praise you. Praise you, Father God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Maria, can we do that song that, about worship that we played in the set? Come on, won't you just stand here? Just be still. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. I've come to worship Come on, just worship Him And I'm gonna sing my song Like I am unashamed I'm gonna shout for joy At the mention of Your name I've come to worship Come on, sing, let's lift our voice Come on, let's lift our voice and worship Him I'm gonna lift my hand Shout your name to the walls and falling down. I'm gonna worship. 
that need healing those of you that need healing Jesus bore stripes on his back so that we could be healing so that we could be healed Come on. I want you to just believe with me as I pray for healing by your stripes we are healed come on I want to ask the Lord to rebuke infirmity in your body to shrink any tumors and eat growth I just want to pray right now in the name of Jesus I declare the blood of Jesus covers all the infirm, all the sick. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke infirmity and sickness. And Lord, I pray for your healing hand to be released. Let there be healing in spines, healing in organs, healing in arms and limbs. Lord, let there be healing in, in, in cholesterol. Lord, let there be healing right now. In the, in the name of Jesus, I declare that your physical healing is being released right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, let the, let the healing anointing of God be released right now. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to pray for deliverance. Some of you, you need to be delivered from trouble. Like, like Jehoshaphat. You need to be delivered from trouble. The Lord is the God of deliverance. And I want to agree with you right now that the Lord is going to deliver you from trouble. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we believe that you are the God of deliverance. And we're praying that right now, Lord, you begin to deliver those that are in trouble. Lord, let there be a great victory like Jehoshaphat. Let there be a mighty victory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for a miracle that is taking place right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I want to pray for those of you that are believing for relational, relational reconciliation, for healing and relationships. Come on, right now, let's believe. Come on, let's. Come on, do you believe that God can? Do you believe that God can? Come on, some of you might have children that maybe are not serving the Lord, that are away from the Lord. Come on, let's believe God that right now, come on, that the Lord is going after them and He's drawing their hearts and He's drawing them to the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, come on, some of you might need healing in your marriage. Come on, healing in your relationship. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your deliverance right now. Father, I pray for healing in relationships thank you father thank you lord thank you jesus for a miracle that is taking place praise lord jesus praise lord jesus praise lord jesus i love the fact that on the other side of the battle was this huge blessing i believe god's got some blessings in store for you come on i believe that come on Sometimes good and bad travel on parallel tracks and they arrive at the same time while you might be gone through a difficult time. I believe the Lord is beginning to shower blessings on you. Come on, just begin to thank Him. Thank you, Lord God. Come on, let's sing it one more time. Come on, I worship you, Lord. Come on, come on. I lift my hands and worship you. Come on, let's, come on, let's sing it. And I'm gonna lift my Shout your name to the walls of 
Sometimes trials can lead you into a stronghold, a stronghold of bitterness, a stronghold of resentment, a stronghold of criticalness. Come on, a stronghold of mental torment, of fear, depression, discouragement. I believe the Lord wants to set you free. He wants to liberate you today. So I want to pray for you right now. And I'm believing with you. That the stronghold of the enemy is going to be broken off your life today. Come on, if you, if you believe that, if you receive that, come on, just lift your hands and I want to pray for you today in the name of Jesus, Lord. I join my faith with theirs that Lord, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Lord, I'm believing that right now, every stronghold, every demonic stronghold of the enemy, I come against it. I break its power. I break its hull and I declare right now in the name of Jesus that depression is leaving, discouragement is leaving, unfair Forgiveness is leaving. Bitterness is leaving. Fear is leaving. Anxiety is leaving. Worry is leaving. In the name of Jesus, I declare the joy of the Lord is being released right now over the house of God. Thank you, Lord, for releasing your people. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Come on, declare it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Come on. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Come on. Come on. Grab a hold of it. Grab a hold of it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on. Say it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Come on. That's that's not good enough. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Come on, shout it. There is freedom. There is freedom. There is freedom. Amen. 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 Where I'm looking for some testimonies of some miracles. Some miracles that has taken place right here at this altar this morning. Amen. Amen. Courageous faith. Faith for the miraculous. I believe God is going to give you a miracle. Amen. I want to hear about it when he does. Amen. I want to hear about it. Well, come on. Put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. And let's pray together. Father, I pray for every person in this room. God, I pray the favor of God, the blessing of the Lord, the grace of God on each and every person that is here. Thank you, Lord, that you're blessing us. Lord, that we're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the country. We're blessed going in. We're blessed going out. Thank you, Lord, that the blessing of the Lord is showering on the people of God today. Thank you, Lord. The favor of God is multiplied. An explosion of God's blessings are being released right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. If you need prayer, if you could just stay here, we'll pray with you. If not, God bless you. You're dismissed.